Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. This is your host, Luis Martinez. And with me, as always, Marissa Cromwell. Hey, Marissa, what's up? Hello. Our lovely studio audience is always happy to see us. And, uh, well, unfortunately, uh, quite a few things have happened uh, in the past couple of weeks. We we now have a new uh, president. Yep. And, you know, he's kind of doing a good job when when Republicans don't like him. Yeah. Like, like you already know he's kind of doing a good job when, when Republicans are pissed off at him for something. Oh, yeah. Like, for example, he pissed off Ted Cruz by rejoining the Paris Climate Accord. Of course. And it's the dumbest thing ever because Ted Cruz is all like, oh, uh, you know, President Biden, you know, cares more about the people in, in Paris than he does the people of Pittsburgh. Even though the people of Pittsburgh not only agree with our president, they were the ones that rejoined the Paris Climate Accord after Trump took a big, huge dump on it and told us that we're getting out of the Paris Climate Accord. Yeah. Okay, but, but you know what's my favorite thing, though? What? Okay, I... Okay, I know you're kind of into, like, conspiracy theories and all that shit. Tell me, tell me. I want to know. Okay, you must have heard about the conspiracy theory Q, right? Q- QAnon? Yeah. I heard, I heard on and off things about them, but yeah, let's... What do you have for me today? Okay, this is... <laughs> okay, this is pretty funny. Okay, so... For anyone who doesn't know, the conspiracy theory QAnon... It's this insane, idiotic belief that Trump was going to come in and expose all the pedophiles and lizard people in Washington. I mean, these are people who literally believe that Obama and Hillary Clinton are lizard lizard people. Well, Hillary Clinton, I kind of believe, could be a lizard person, not Obama. I have a theory, though, because during her, when she was trying to be president, there were things going on with that woman. I don't know what her being, if she had some kind of sickness, but, yeah, there were things that, like, going, that is not normal. A human being should not be able to do half the shit that she, that she had. Well, she, or, well, she did have ammonia. Yeah, but when, but yeah, there's a video of her though when she's drinking water, she up chucks something and then re drank it again that came from her body that looked like an egg. I'm like going I don't I don't know how real that is. I've never seen a video like that ever. It it was one of the videos and of course of course it's on one of my conspiracy followers that, that has it. That they're like going, Oh god, she's a lizard person. I don't know I'm not saying that she is. I'm just saying it could be possible. Right. Well, anyway. So Obama, no, I don't think he, he I don't think he's a lizard person. <laughs> well, neither do I. I don't think so. Okay, but anyway. So on Wednesday during the inauguration, 
the QAnon people took their conspiracy theory to the next level. They were hoping and praying that at the last minute, that the inauguration was all some sort of huge trap that Trump was going to get all these people over and then the arrest warrants are going to come in and everyone is going to get arrested and then Trump would stay in power for four more years. Okay, I know I'm a conspiracist for some things. I'm not saying that, oh my God, I'm that kind of crazy person. That just, just sounds far-fetched and hard to believe that he would just hear trying to get elected for at least four years just to arrest people. I don't know about you. I don't think Trump has that much time on his hands to do that shit. Even though Dante's over here like going, like going, do you really want to, you know, give me that look of really? Look, I know that man probably had too much time on his hands, but I don't think he was going to go out and arrest a bunch of people. Well, again, that was the conspiracy theory that he was going to come in and... But as... I mean, do you believe that one? No, no, I don't. But you know what? As time went on... You don't to believe it then? No, 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 no. As, no, no, no. As the inauguration went on, and Biden became president, was elected, sworn in yeah. as president of the United States, that was when the QAnon people lost all faith, man. They're like, I'm crying. I can't believe this actually happened. And and oh my God, Donald Trump was a con man, which is like, we've been telling you that for four years. Yeah. I don't, I don't listen, you guys deserve this. Yeah, they do. Like, we all knew he was a con man in some way, shape, or form. Like, again, it's, I don't understand how anyone did not, everyone, pretty much everyone saw Trump for who he was. Yeah. Except and for people still sided with him. We're not going to say who sided with him, but there were still people who sided with him. Again, the only people that, again, the only people that, that thought that this guy was going to, was the great white hope was these QAnon fucking idiots. Yeah. Again, there's those conspiracy, there's some conspiracy theories that are like, they're not that bad of people. In fact, some of their conspiracy could make sense. And then, well, they're the ones that wear tinfoils as hats and believe, you know, and, and believe that, that aliens are using, are using our bodies to make alien babies. I am not one of them, Lewis. But still, I mean, again, give I, me some, give me some credit that at least I'm not saying that aliens are coming over and abducting us and putting small little humans inside of us. Okay, but just the idea that um, just this insane, idiotic belief that somehow or another Trump was going to come. Was, was going to stay in power the last minute, that he was going to arrest, you know, Biden and Pelosi and all those other people. It's like... Oh, my God. Come on. That's not how that shit was going to go down. And what's even worse is that uh, 
okay, so Biden has come in. He's quickly, you know, dismantling a lot of Trump's legacy. Yeah. But one of the things that we found out this week was when it came time for the Biden team to work with the Trump team to uh, to coordinate the efforts into uh, distributing the vaccine. Yeah. Trump had no COVID vaccine plan. No shit. Like. No, really? You, you, we didn't know this? According to one source, and I'm going to read this. I'm going to read this. Oh, God, that should be good. There is nothing for us to rework. We are going to have to build everything from scratch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, another source. That was our president, people. Yeah, another source described the moment that it became clear the Biden administration would have to essentially start from square one because there was simply was no plan as, wow, just further affirmation of complete incompetence. Think about what they're saying. Like, there's no plan. It's almost like, it's almost like if you bought a a house that needed some repair job. Like, like. But you didn't have the money for it. No, 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 no. It's like okay. It's like if I bought a house that that that, that needed that needed to be repaired and everything, I'm like thinking, okay, you know, I could work with this, you know, I can do some stuff around this house to make it livable, right? Right. And then I show up, there's there's no house. It's just dirt. That's what Biden has to work with, dirt. <laughs> he has to start from scratch. Yeah. So when Trump said that, oh, the virus was going to disappear... So what I'm hearing is that Trump screwed us over even more. What's basically happening is that um, remember when Trump is like, oh, hey, uh, one day, you know, this virus is going to disappear, you guys. That was his plan. Yeah, to just have people, more people get infected, more people getting sick and possibly dying. And then, yeah. There you go. I mean, the United States has reached the grim milestone of 400,000 people dead. Yeah. Which, which we're just here like going, do what? We're going to repopulate the U.S. by making more babies. Oh, my God. And then, again. Well, that's the only way you can do it. Is there any other way? And then what's even, what's so fucked up was all these QAnon people, all these Trump supporters, they still wanted this man to be in charge for four more years. Yeah, until it took a whole entire United States, it's completely gone. And we only have like a human race of what? Maybe like... Inbred the, hillbillies. Yeah, exactly. Inbred hillbillies, basically that'd be like a 300, 300 people, maybe less than that. So fucking... Yeah, there you go. And it's so fucking... Again, like, no plan... Like, I... I was. Hey, Lewis, do you want to repopulate, repopulate the U.S.? Oh my God! Really? I'm not hearing a no. It's it's just so dumb. And then you know the thing with COVID is that it kind of hit a little close to home. Yeah. 
with me because um, the thing is that somebody in my family, I'm not going to say who, but somebody in my family tested positive. Two people in my family actually tested positive for, uh, for COVID. And I had to inform my job and everything. And, and they told me to self-quarantine. Right now, um, I took one test last week. I was negative for it. I, I took another test yesterday. I'm waiting for the results on that one. I think I'm fine. I mean, I don't, I don't have any symptoms, nothing, you know, apparent. But, yeah, this whole week I haven't gone to work. And I got to tell you, I'm starting to have a little bit of a cabin fever. And I could just imagine how bad it is for people who have been doing this since fucking March of last year. Now do you see how I feel? Now suddenly I'm not overreacting on the crazy one. And and the thing is is that I've been I've been staying in my room as much as I can. In fact, I've tried to make my room, you know, I cleaned up my room last livable. week. Well not <laughs> livable, but like trying to make you know, trying to make it so that because like I'm, I haven't gotten into my garage to use my living room at all. That's where your main shit is at too. And that's where all my shit is at. Like, if anything, I may have gone in there to bring in like a DVD or two, but otherwise, my most the bulk of my entertainment now is here in this in my room. I've, you know, I have my Fire Stick, I have my Blu-ray player, I brought in my. Um, my Nintendo Switch, it's using the Genki Covert dock. Yeah. As the main as its as its main dock. I I don't have it hooked up all the time. Like and like anytime I want to play on my Switch or on my TV, I that's when I hook it up. And and that but but I don't have it hooked hooked up all the time. Even though it's good. It's 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 really good. I highly recommend people buying it. It's a little expensive. I think it's about uh Shit, about eighty bucks, I believe. You you you're probably paying as much as a uh, as the uh, as the regular Switch dock. Yeah. You know the only thing is is that the um the, the only advantage that the Genki Cover dock has over the um, over the regular Switch dock. Is its portability, you know, the fact that I can, I can take this and put it in my pocket, you know? Yeah. Because let's face it, if there's one thing about the about the switch dock that people quite don't like is the fact that it's it's kind of huge. But again, I. I recommend people uh, take, taking a look at it. I know there's been other third-party docs, and I know people have been uh, weary of third-party docs because because how some of them, not all of them, but some of them do have the um, they have the tendency, some of them, to brick your system. Yeah. But the thing is, is that those third-party docs, I mean, let's, let's be honest with one another. Most of those third-party docs were unfortunately, like, 
you know, twenty, twenty-five dollar, thirty dollar docks, right? Yeah, that's why. That's why I try to go for. If I have to replace my switch dock, I'll go for something a lot more expensive because that's your best option. Not going for like a thirty dollar something dock because I don't want my switch to be broken because then I'm spending more money to replace the thing. Yeah, right. And like I said, and as I said before, or if anyone needs a new dog, the Nintendo has their own, you know, calling system to where you can to where they go and get the system for you and repair it. Yeah, and like you I said, that. and like I said, the the, the Genki Cover dog that I got was seventy five dollars. But, That's you know, actually a very good pricing. That is. And the thing is, is that, again, you know, they, they did everything, you know, everything right uh, yeah. by this dock. Like, they, they made sure that this dock is not going to be, you know, they're not, you know, it's not going to break your system. Yeah. You either get, get, get one for that price or just have Nintendo repair it. And the thing is, is that um, is that if you look at the um, if you if you look at the um, at at the at the stars, they uh, a Genki, you know, they have a an eighty seven percent five star rating. Yeah, that's actually very good good rating. So, and like I said, I've used it. Like I said, I don't have it hooked up to it all day long. Like every time I want to use it on my TV here in my in my uh, living room, I use it. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, I'm like I said, I I've tested negative. You know, my family members, you know, the ones that have tested positive for the virus, you know, thankfully they're not, you know, they're not. They don't have any, you know, fluid buildup in their lungs, so they're, so they're not at the hospital. They don't have to, you know, have that. Uh, they don't have tubes that needs to be up their noses for anything. Yeah. You know, they don't have to be on a ventilator. You know, thankfully, and actually, thankfully, one of them has. Uh, uh, they Kaiser called and said, "Yeah, you're you're no longer contagious." Yeah. Because they've already did the uh, the the two week ten day. Uh, quarantine. Yeah. So now I'm fully expecting um, them to kind of return back to to start doing things normal again, you know, like, you know, hanging out with us, you know, talking to us, you know. Yeah. You know, although my stepmom does suggest, hey, you know, let's put on a mask for a few days, see what happens. But my whole point is that, well, if they're no longer contagious, and if our test results come back and and it says negative, then I think we could, you know, take off the masks, you know, and and be somewhat normal. Yeah, that's what I think. I don't know, but um, but anywho, that's. That's what's going on with me. I mean, hopefully I can, as I said before, hopefully I can, um, I'll be able to um, get my results back. Hopefully it's negative and I can go back to work. I really want to go back to work. 
You know, I mean, I'm already starting to get cabin fever a little bit. But, uh, but yeah, that's pretty much, uh, that's pretty much it on my end. Uh, what about you, Marissa? Anything uh, well, my stimulus check came in. Your what? My stimulus uh, payment came in. Oh, nice. How much money did you get? 600 600 plus the 1400 the Biden's going to give us? Yeah, I'm waiting for that one. So what are you going to do with that, with your 600 bucks? Well, I already spent it. I got uh, Amazon oh, right. Fire TV. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you got the Fire TV and a new PS4, right? Yep. For pretty much for three hundred, and as people yeah, three to four hundred, and as people remembered the four hundred, you know that six hundred dollars I spent, I spent it on a new PC mm-hmm. laptop. Yep. Which I'm so happy need, about. I'm so happy about. I need a new PlayStation for the fact my my PS4 is actually going down the crapper. Right. So I need I need a new system because I had that one for a while. So, but. Dante has that one because he can still use it for games. I can't. I can only use it for basically what it's not supposed to be used for. But I still use it for the Blu-ray player and for the apps on it. You know what? This is why I have a separate Blu-ray player. Yeah. You know, because I don't want to do two things at once. Like, if any, like the only time I'll ever use my the Blu-ray player on my PS4 is when I is when I um. Um, watching a movie and I need to have the um, and I have you know I need to have headphones on yeah but the fire stick and I'm pretty sure it's the same with the fire stick TV is that if you have bluetooth headphones yeah you, you I think there's an option on it of course I don't have bluetooth headphones because I never use headphones for the TV because I don't because the fact is I live by myself there is really no reason for me to have Bluetooth headphones. Maybe not. I I I do because I live with other yeah. people and 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 I like to have the TV. Well, yeah, you have, yeah, because you know you don't want to disturb people. And I don't want to disturb people. And I have and, and I sometimes wake up early in the morning. Yeah. You know, it's it's not something. No one wants. No one wants to be be woken up at six a.m. because you're watching your porn or something. I'm not watching fucking porn. Okay, at fine. At six then. in the goddamn morning. Well, you don't know. You could be one of those lonely men. Oh, God. Even I'm not that lonely. Yeah, you're right. That's why you have Alexa. Oh, for God's sakes. <laughs> so, I just have... Okay, I just have a virtual assistant. Doesn't mean anything. Okay, here we go. Okay, my results have come in. What's your results? Hold on. Because first I got to do all this. Continue. And I am negative. So. How does that make you feel? I feel great. Over here, I'm dealing with a man who has the flu. Yeah, out of everything that happened. Oh, no. We didn't get COVID. We got the flu. Which I don't know is better or worse. I don't I don't like throwing up. So yeah. So yeah, now I have two negative tests. So I'm gonna have to call my uh my work and see if I can go back to work tomorrow. We sh- we shall see. 
you really want to go to work, don't you? Hey, I got to make money again. I thought you made money this last paycheck because you worked. Well, no, no, you didn't work. You just sat at home and you're at doing what you normally do. Yeah, but I still got to make, I, I, I got to make, because here's the thing. It's so crazy how I don't want to spend any money. I even told you, like, oh, I don't want to spend any money since I'm home this whole week. I ended up spending money. That's so fuck. it's so fucking crazy. I told you that. I told you not to do that. This is you, but I need this. You don't need it. You, I need it. And I'm just there going, you don't need it. And then Sally, I should give up arguing with you. But hopefully, like I said, hopefully, um, like I said, I'll call my, I'll call my work and see what they have to say. So again, hopefully, I'll be able to go back to work tomorrow, which kind of sucks because because I kind of told my dad like, hey, if we don't, hey, if I don't go back to work tomorrow, you know. Could you know? Can we go half seas on the UFC fight tomorrow? Nothing. Is that what you gonna do tomorrow? If I don't go back to work, yeah. If if I don't go back to work, if yeah. What do you want me to tell you? Okay, (laughs) finally, you're gonna watch something cool. (laughs) Nothing on on me watching a UFC fight. What do you want me to say? I don't know. Anyways. Anyways, so yeah, I um the 14 but the $1400 that uh, that I'm expected to get from Biden, uh I already pretty much know what I'm going to do with it. Um I'm going to say What are you going to spend it spend it on? Well, actually, the $1000 I'm going to spend it uh, on my teeth, I gotta fix my teeth. Uh, I've been put again. I've been putting it off for a while, but hopefully, when things go back to normal, I can go down to Mexico and get my teeth fixed. And then you're gonna come. Then you're gonna come up and visit me. And then the four hundred dollars, I'll come and visit you. Yes. You better visit me. No, the only thing is, is that I don't know. Uh, when things are going to go back to normal. When things are going to go back to normal or or if um like like I don't know when things are going to go back to normal and I don't know when um if if I'm going to go visit you after I get my teeth done or before I get my teeth done. Again, it doesn't matter to me. You do what you want. Your whole thing was, I quote you, this is what he said, that he wanted to get his teeth fixed, he wanted to get his teeth done first, and then come up and visit me. Because I don't, because I don't want to see, because I... Louis, your teeth were not that bad when you and me were first dating. It's gotten worse. It, it doesn't look that bad. I mean, on cam, when I do see you. Yeah, again, it's, it's gotten worse. You, what are you worried about that you need a clean, clean uh, teeth cleaning done? Not just teeth cleaning done. I need, I need a roof canal. Um, I don't know. Maybe I might need to replace one or two of them. I don't know. Jesus, what the fuck did you do? Did you go out paintball gunning? And you took a paintball to to your face. What the fuck did you do? I know my two front teeth have a little gap in them. Maybe I might need to get that fixed. That gap is nothing. But what the hell did you do to your other teeth? 
No, remember it all started when when um a couple couple years ago when I bit something hard and I got a chipped tooth. And I didn't bother doing anything about it. What the hell did you bite? Uh something that my mom made. And it did that? Yeah. A great cook. What the hell did she make? I know. It's just something that I had to microwave and it was just so. Are you okay? It just sucks because I had better insurance at that time than I do now. Yeah. And I wonder if my insurance then would have covered fixing my. T I don't know. Like I said. And then, and then I've never gone to the doctor. I've never gone to the dentist. Not since they had to pull my wristum tooth out. Like, if anything, like, Jesus. like, yeah, you would have to kick my ass about that if I live with you guys, you know, brushing, brushing up the teeth and. And I thought I had it bad with my, no, mine is your gums problem, but never mind. I sometimes forget to brush my teeth. How do you forget? That's like a number one thing. The thing, well, okay, well, the thing is that sometimes I forget because. I'm waking up and, you know, I, I got to put That on... should be the first thing you do. The thing is, though, is that I wanted to br bring my toothbrush and everything downstairs to use in this restroom. But my stepmom didn't like that. And sometimes I don't go upstairs till, like, the next night. So that's how this problem escalated. I'm just shaking my head. I have nothing for you. I know. I know. And it's something that people, like, have to be, have to be kept on top of. I have to keep on top of you. Well, first I have to keep on top of Dante for his teeth brushing because of how his teeth get. And now you. Jesus. Do I have to just make up those lists and put them on the fridge? To do like what you people need to do in this house. I mean, I want to do that, huh? I don't know, maybe. But anyway, like I said, there's dad, and um, yeah, so that's what's going on. So. Should we move on to the news? Yep. We should? You got nothing else? Yes. You got nothing else? No. What, what would you, should I have? All right, all right, all right. All right, and we're going to do the news. This time around, it's some more delays. Yep. 
A lot of people are not happy with the delays. Yeah, so we got some more film delays. Um, for example, Sony will will postponed Morbius. So it's coming yeah. out. So it's coming out on January twenty first of next year. Okay. Again, at this point, I'm like, why don't they just release it on video on demand? I. I I don't know. And uh, let's see what else. Because um, another movie that's been that has been uh, delayed is, of course, the, the upcoming James Bond movie, No Time to Die, has been delayed again, and it. And it's now scheduled to be open in theaters on October 8th of this year. Again, No Time to Die has been delayed plenty of times. Yeah, but apparently people don't want to, you know, release these movies out. They have to be in theaters for some odd reason. I don't understand that. Just, just do it. These movies are... These, no, these they're movies, only... Okay. Yeah, but here's the thing. These companies are hurting themselves. They're losing money. Meanwhile, Netflix has released a lineup of their up, of all the upcoming movies that's that's being released. Yeah. You know, look at this. Action movies. Army of the Dead. Awake. Katie. Outside the Wire. Red Notice. Sweet Girl. Horror movies. Fear Street Trilogy. No One Gets Out Alive. There's Someone Inside Your House. Things heard and seen. Yeah. Thriller, Blood Red Sky, Beckett, Escape from Spiderhead, Intrusion, Munich, O2, Night Teeth, The Swarm, The Woman in the Window, Sci-Fi, Stowaway, Romance, A Castle for Christmas, Fimo's Canciones, I don't know what the hell that is, Kissing Booth 3, oh my god, a third Kissing Booth movie? I don't know that movie. Oh my god, it's ugh, okay. Is it bad? It's I think it's based on a story. I, I saw a few minutes, couple couple of things from the first movie. The whole thing you gotta know is that the main female character of the movie, right? Right. Is in love with her best friend's older brother. Okay, what? Okay, I don't see an issue with that, but why is there three movies? It's three movies because the first one is all about, oh my god, her dealing with her feelings and like trying everything she can to like not hurt her best friend, her best friend being a guy. Because. Oh. Oh, it's one of those movies. <coughs> Let me get the best friend likes the girl. Oh, no. No, 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 no. No? No. No, no, no. The best friend doesn't like... No, no. They real... No, no. They, they, they know their lanes. They're, they're best friends. It's just that they made a rule. A dumb not, rule when they were... Not, when they were younger. Let me get not to date their siblings in any way, shape, or form. Yes. 
Who the fuck comes up with that kind of rule? I don't know. That is just odd and very weird. And then I think the second one has to deal with her, with with the boyfriend, with the older brother, boyfriend, being in college and interacting with college girls. So the girl gets jealous. Then what's the third movie about? I fucking don't. Finally. I hope so. <laughs> I really hope so. Then I would give a fuck. Then I would be like, okay. Woohoo. We're done with the crab. Let's get to the good part. About if I'm going to watch a movie like this, can I just... If I'm going to watch a movie like this, can I just go to my closest friend's house and just see that act out? Because it's not like something that would happen between my friends. Uh, either that or we're going to have to eat some edibles to watch this movie together. You have edibles. I have my pod. I have the actual things that I smoke. There you go. We're getting high one way or another. Yeah, so moving on. Uh, Love Heart, The Last Letter from Your Lover, The Princess Switch 3, To All the Boys, Always and Forever, Untitled Alicia Keys Rom-Com. Oh. And then for drama, we have Beauty, Blonde, Bombay Rose, Bruise, Concrete Cowboy, Fever Dream, Malcolm and Marie, Monster, Penguin Bloom, Pieces of Woman, The Dig, The Guilty, The Hand of God, The Power of the Dog, The Starling, The White Tiger, Untitled Alexander Murado Film, Untitled Graham King. For Western, The Harder They Fall, Comedy, Eight Rule de la Humanity. I'm not even going to pronounce what the fuck that is. Afterlife at the Party. Bad Trip. Don't Look Up. Double Dad. I Care A Lot. Moxie. The Last Mercenary. Thunder Force. For the whole family. A Boy Called Christmas. A Winter's Tale from Sean the Sheep. Back to the Outback. Finding Ohana. The Loud House Movie. Nightbooks. Robin Robin, Skater Girl, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Troll Hunters, Rise of the Titans, Wish Dragon, Yes Day, Musicals A Week Away, Tick Tock Boom. And that's all the movies that's being released on Netflix. Yeah, meanwhile, uh, we're getting new details about the upcoming Mortal Kombat movie. Okay. Which will be coming out on HBO Max in April. So we know the movie is rated R. And it has shown us a couple of movie, uh, a couple of photos. But one thing that got the internet interesting was that Macabre Brooks as Jackson Briggs. He looks like Steve Harvey. Like I'll I'll show you, I'll show you what the fuck I'm talking about, and you tell me, oh, like, w- why? Okay, ready? Yep. At least you customize your Google. Okay, so that's what Steve Harvey looks like. Yeah. Oh, I know who he is. Yeah, that's Steve Harvey, right? You right. Okay. 
Let's see. New Mortal Kombat movie Jax. Yeah, let's see. Where. Oh, God. Oh, here it is. Yeah, him. Oh, God, he just looks like a younger version of Steve Harvey. Right? That's not Jax. Nothing like him. Yeah, that's what's going to look like in the fucking movie. Well, how does that make you feel? And I'm just going, why? Why? They, someone had to have known that he looks like Steve Harvey. Oh, trust me. No one... Or trust me. That person did not know. Especially, especially if you're under the influence of doing something. I have a feeling someone, someone was either drunk or high. And they thought, yep. That's Jack. <clears throat> so here's the thing. So 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 we're getting a, a good cast of characters, including, uh, like I said, Macaw Brooks as Jackson, Jax Briggs, Chin Han as Shang Tsung, Hideyoki Sanada as Scorpion, Joe Taslim as Sub Zero, Ta- Tatanabu Asano as Raiden, Ludi Lin as Liu Kang, Sissy Stringer as Molina, Josh Lawson as Kano, Jessica McNamee as Sonya Blade, Max Hoang as Liu Kang, uh, no, as Long Lao Max, what the fuck? Who? Long Lao Max. What the fuck? Who I, is that? I thought, I thought that was Kung Lao. Is that who they mean? Maybe. If so, okay, then, then why why change the name? And then apparently Louis Tan will be an all new character in that he'll be in that Tan will portray Ko Young, a washed up MMA fighter who bears a birthmark in the shape of the Mortal Kombat symbol on his chest. This mysterious marking propels him into a journey with Sonya Blade who leads him to the Temple of the Thunderous Elder God, known as Lord Raiding, where he comes into contact with a group of highly skilled fighters. Okay, why do they need to make an all-new character for the film? Because I have a feeling the director is making this into like his own personal little fan fiction. Maybe the maybe the new character is supposed to represent him and how he always wanted to be in the Mortal Kombat story. I don't know, man. But apparently, uh, it, it, it's gonna be the first movie to have fatalities, real fatalities. Well, hopefully we get some good fatalities. Hopefully this series doesn't suck. I have a feeling though it's gonna suck, considering the fact they're adding a char- a new character and they changed a name. So yeah. If anything, I might just watch it for the fatalities at that point. Yeah, perhaps. Uh, let's see, moving on. Um, okay, so we got a new Godzilla vs. King Kong announcement. So the trailer will be dropping in on the 24th, which is uh, this Sunday. And um, 
Yeah, it'll be. So. So now, uh, so yeah, the movie will come out on HBO Max on March 26th. And man, I cannot wait to watch this movie. Like I said, it's. I can't wait. You can't wait. Like I said, I, I mean, I forgot. Did you like King Kong versus Godzilla, the original one? I never saw the original, to be honest. Oh, right, right. That's the one you couldn't find, right? Right. Shit. Because I do have it on Blu-ray. Obviously, with, along with the other Godzilla films that I have in my collection. Yet with no code. Hey, blame... Um, shit. What's, what's that fucking company called again? Yeah, blame... Uh, Oh, Criterion. Yeah. Yeah, blame Criterion for that. I do. Although, although I do think you could watch it on uh, on HBO Max. Now that I think about it, I would check HBO Max. Is it on HBO Max the original? They do have a lot of those original Godzilla films. All right, I'll check it. Yeah, because they have the original Godzilla. Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, Godzilla versus Gigan, uh, Godzilla versus Megalon, Mothra versus Godzilla, Son of Godzilla, Godzilla versus Hidorah, Godzilla yeah. raids again, Godzilla King of the Monsters, but no Godzilla versus King Kong. Oh. So they don't have it yet. They'll have the new one, but not the old one. Oh, but you could oh, but you could watch the There's three Kong movies you can watch on on HBO Max. You can watch the yeah. You can watch the original the original 1933 King Kong movie which I have already. I have it on my list. I've been meaning to watch that one. Yeah. I have it's it. actually really good. I liked it. And the uh I believe it's the Peter Jackson. No, wait. No, no, it's not the Peter Jackson. It's a remake. It's a 1976 remake. I think I've seen that one. And then obviously Kong Skull Island. Yeah. I saw the remake one, the Peter Jackson one I watched. I saw that one, which was okay. It was just very boring because of the fact how long it took for the build-up for Kong. Right. But anyway, but yeah, moving, moving on, uh, <clears throat> let's see what else. Um, so, uh, other bunch of movies that have also been delayed by Sony is, uh, the Uncharted movie, Ghostbusters Afterlife, Cinderella. And Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway, have all been delayed. Okay, then. Uh, let's see what else in movie news. 
Um, hmm. <coughs> oh, here, oh, here was the big news that I was super happy about, and I'm sure other people have been happy about as well. Was that Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige has said that the next Deadpool movie will be a rate will be an R-rated movie and it's going to be a part of the MCU. Oh. So this will be the first... I already, I already knew about that since they announced it as well, too. Not that long ago. Yeah, but this will be the first R-rated MCU movie. Owned by the mouse. Speaking of the mouse, a lot of people were disappointing to, to find out that... Disney is officially ending its annual theme park pass holder program. Oh. But, again, that's because of COVID-19. Shutting down the parks. Yeah. I'm sure it's going to come back. You know, I think, I think that's what's going to happen. But anyway... You know, because cause right now Disney's got to build up its money for, for its theme parks. Yeah. Speaking of Disney. Uh, let's see. Speaking of Disney, like I said, uh... It's been reported that Ethan Hawke is uh, the latest person to jump into the MCU. He will be reportedly be playing the main villain of Moon Knight on the Disney Plus series. I can't wait for that series to come out. He's your favorite character, right? Yeah. Like, easily, right? Yeah. I used to have a bunch of Moon Knight comics. Okay. So moving on. Um Okay, speaking of of uh DC. So, remember the remember that Zack Snyder is releasing his Justice League film on HBO yeah. Max? Yeah. Well, Supposedly, it was supposed to be a uh, a four part miniseries of each episode consisting about an hour. But Zack Snyder has recently implied that's actually going to be a four hour movie instead. Why so long? Who the? F- Why four hours? Now? I thought it was going to be three hours. I. Don't know. A four, who the fuck is going to sit around to, for a four-hour movie? I'm not reasonably... You're seriously, you're seriously going to sit around four hours of Justice League? I'm not raising my hand. Dante raised his hand. Yeah, so did I. Why did you raise your hand for that? I'm not going to sit down to a four-hour movie. You're insane. Uh... Because this, you know, they've they've added new scenes and everything. Like for example, 
Justice League actor Harry Lennox, who's who has played Lieutenant General Calvin Swanwick. Yeah. Has said that he shot new scenes that will officially reveal that his character was the Martian Manhunter. Lewis, don't do this to me. Don't do this to me. Don't make me watch a movie just because one of my favorite heroes is in it. Yeah, he's in it. Stop it. You can't get me to sit down for a four-hour movie just for one character that I like. Could I? No. Could Stop I? Stop it. Fine, I'll watch it. Uh, anyway. However, you know what? No, I'll save that for another time. Um, hey, remember uh, when Tom Cruise shouted at employees at his film set? Yeah, did he get in trouble for it? Well, he took a vacation. And apper- apparently afterwards, Tom Cruise has reportedly purchased... Two robots designed to patrol the set of Mission Impossible 7 when it resumes filming. <clears throat> the, wo- the robots, which can reportedly administer on-the-spot COVID-19 tests, were purchased by crews. It's unclear what kind of robots they are, but the Sun cites its source who describes them as really sophisticated and rather intimidating. It's like the Terminator, only not as violent. Where the fuck does he get this money to spend it like that? Uh, from the Church of Scientology. Oh, yeah, that too. Because he is a, he is a major Scientologist. Yeah, but still though, but I, I believe that he needs that vacation though. Maybe. So we got a date, a release date for the uh, Willy Wonka prequel movie. Why are they making a prequel movie of Willy Wonka? I have no idea. Why? Is there a reason for this? Maybe not. So the movie titled Wonka will explore the early years of the titular character before he became an eccentric candy maker as the movie will tell the story of a young Willy Wonka and his adventures prior to opening the world's most famous chocolate factory. And uh, it'll be open. It'll come out in theaters on March 17, 2023. Right. What, you don't think it might be a good movie? But it's a prequel, not really. Uh, okay. Hey, this might get you, uh, get you interested. There, uh, okay, so... <clears throat> Derek Colston, who is most famous for being the creator and writer of John Wick, is set to write and develop a pitch for a live-action Dungeons & Dragons series. Maybe. You got me intrigued. Okay, just imagine Dungeons and Dragons, but written by the guy who did John Wick. Again, I don't see anything wrong with this. 
You never see anything wrong with this. What? 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 You know, having a Dungeons and Dragons movie by the same writer who did John Wick. I don't know. You're the one that was that was asking me the other day. How can no, you? No, oh, we got Dante Entrance. The writer that did John Wick wants to work on a Dungeons and Dragons movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. You heard that? I heard that. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Again, I don't see a problem with this. It could work. I'm just over here like, oh, great, you know, that's that's going to be great. There's a Dante. Fuck yeah. You're just there like, going, I, I don't. I, I don't understand, but okay. I don't play Dungeons and Dragons. I don't, but I'm happy if you're happy. I'm happy. Okay, so you know how Pokemon cards sell for a ridiculous amount of money? Depending on which one you're looking at, yeah. Why? Depending. But recently... An original Pokemon trading card game booster box had sold at auction. It was a shrink-wrapped booster box, a first edition box base set from the original 1999 launch. Okay, how much is it going for? The box included 102 base cards, including the similarly rare original Charizard card, copies of which have recently... Okay, so you know how much it got sold for? It sold at auction for a record-breaking $408,000. $408,000 for that booster set of Pokemon cards from the 90s? Yeah, the box contains 36 booster packs, each with 11 cards, for a grand total of 396 cards. I mean... I mean, I'm not going to say anything, but... Is that really worth it? For a first edition, 1999 launch. Those cards are, you know, Charizard alone can cost, depending on how mint it is, could cost anywhere between 150000 to $220,000, right? Right. And you don't think. That box would be similarly worth it. It is, but still, you know me. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not really interested in purging high amount of bullshit. I haven't really spent things that was overpriced. Maybe not, but still. Again, you know, whoever buys that, again, they have so much money that they don't know what to do with it. Yeah, maybe not. You know that's true. I mean, I mean, here's like if you could throw throw a thousand of dollars like nothing, would you? For an original mint box set of Pokemon cards. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: Would I? Uh, am I gonna take it and reinvest in it, or keep it so that it could hold its value for much longer? I just figured that you're going to, you know, buy it and use it and play with it. Then that's the thing. I wouldn't do that. I would 
I would get the newer Pokemon cards if I'm gonna do that instead. But if I'm gonna like get the box and like keep it for a few years, you know, maybe have its value raise up for a little bit and then sell it for like a ridiculous amount of money, then I would do that. Of course you would. If if I had that kind if I had four hundred and eight thousand dollars to spend to buy Pokemon cards, I don't think I'm strapped for cash. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I probably have a a a, a Porsche on the driveway. And then and then freaking, you know, you have your own place as well too. And then I have my own place, yeah. So Yeah, so I don't think I'm um Yeah, I don't think I'm strapped for cash. Okay, um a couple more things. What do you think about this? Uh, Nintendo has revealed a new Mario Edition Switch. Okay. So it's a red and blue Nintendo Switch. Have you seen this? No, not yet. Because I don't know about you, the colors are kind of hideous. Can't be any, it can't be any worse than things I've seen before. Uh, let's see. Nintendo Switch Mario Red and Blue Edition. What do you think? Uh. I told you, right? Uh, I told you. The red is fine. No, the red is fine. It's that blue. Uh. Why couldn't they just make it all red? The red would have been fine. I uh, mean, it could be worse. It could be like that puke green color, you know? You know what color I'm talking about. Could be that. Still. Yeah, like, look. Here's this Mario Red that, that comes with two red Switch Con controllers. And then the... And a red case. See, that's good. That that's, yes. that's where that Walmart is, is supposedly had sold. I don't know how long ago that was. But yeah, that was better. And then you get, well, now this, which is like red, which is fine, but then you go to that blue. Yeah, it's only it's only when you go to the blue that's like, ew. It's like, why? Well, I can see what they could do. You could just sell that controller, the blue part, the, the blue controller, just sell that and get a black one. Problem solved. Problem solved. Yeah, no. Uh, anyway, uh, moving on to some anime news. Okay. So, Funimation has begun streaming the first season of Log Horizon. All right. With English subtitles and English dub. Here's the thing. Um, Log Horizon, to me, seemed like kind of a ripoff of, like, um, Sword Art Online. 
not to like like a locker or anything. But like I said, though, fucking fucking uh, Sword Online seemed to me as a ripoff of Dark Hex Sign. I don't you see. Uh, you see now you understand. Oh my right? god! I become I've understand. become you. Oh no! Because, because, because you know that I don't like short online because I'm keep saying it's a rip off for the heck, and now you see Log Horizon, you feel and you feel like Log Horizon is a rip off of short online. You see now? Oh my god, no! I always say that my argument was never valid for this bullshit. Now it is. Ah! How do you feel? Damn it. How do you feel? You uh, feel like your do you feel like your soldiers died? Yes, yes, it does. Uh moving on. Crunchyroll has revealed the most watched animes of 2020 by region. So ready? Yeah. Black Clover. Alright. At 87 countries and territories. Jujutsu Kaisen. 71 countries and territories. Baruto, Naruto Next Generation, 32 countries and territories. My Hero Academia, 23 countries and territories. Tower of God, 10 countries and territories. The God of High School, 10 countries and territories. Attack on Titan, 6 countries and territories. ReZero, Starting life in another world, one country, and Onyx Equinox, one country. By the way, speaking of which, the two most watched animes in North America are Jujutsu Kaisen and My Hero Academia. I can believe. Hello? Yeah. Oh, you can believe that? Yeah, I did. I said that. I'm like, oh, I can believe no, that. Yeah, no, you cut off, though. Oh. I'm sorry. Yeah. South and Central America have My Hero My Hero Academia, Attack on Titan, Final Season, God of High School, Jujutsu Kaisen, Black Clover, and Tower of God. Europe, My Hero Academia, Jujutsu Kaisen, The, the God of High School, Tower of God, and Black Clover. Middle East and North Africa, Jujutsu Kaisen, Black Clover. Africa, Jujutsu Kaisen, The God of High School, Black Clover. Jesus! Asia, Boruto, Next Generation, Boruto, Jujutsu Kaisen, Onyx Equinox, The God of High School, Tower of God, and Black Clover. And Oce- Oceana, Jujutsu Kaisen, Boruto, Black Clover, Tower of God, ReZero, Starting Life in Another in another World. So there you go. Moving on. The Japan Academy Film Prize Association announced that it's presenting manga creator and animator Yushikazu Yashuhiku with the Association Special Award for Lifetime Achievement at the 44th Annual Japan Academy Film Prizes. The Association Special Award honors individuals who engage in functions that contribute to film production. The award ceremony will take place at the Grand Prince Hotel New Takanawa in Tokyo on March 19. Yeah, so uh, so Yoshihiku 
had begun his career as an animator on Mushi Productions in 1970. But he also designed the characters on the studios Nozomi and the Sun 1971 series, which was his first collaboration with the show's storyboard artist and future Mobile Suit Gundam creator Yoshihiku Tomino. The pair also worked together on Space Battleship Yamato storyboards and Brave Raiden before Tomino launched Mobile Suit Gundam with character designs by Yoshihiku. Since then, Yoshihiku had worked on character designs for other installments in the Gundam franchise, including Mobusuk Zeta Gundam and Mobusuk Gundam F91, with Yoshihiku launching Gundam The Origin manga, a retelling of the, of the original 1979 uh, series. So, so, yeah, good for him. Uh, let's see. Moving on. Um, okay, this is kind of cool. Uh, it's been reported that the Miyagi Prefecture will install Pokemon-themed manholes across 20 inland cities and towns. Many of the covers depict Lapras, which was appointed as Miyagi's Pokemon Support Ambassador in 2019. <laughs> Yeah, each manhole doubles as a Pokestop for Pokemon Go players. Yeah, that's that's fucking cool, man. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Takaya Imamura, artist and designer for multiple games in Nintendo's Star Fox, The Legend of Zelda, and F-Zero series, revealed that he is leaving Nintendo after 32 years. Imamura shared a photo of himself in front of Nintendo's office building on his last day. He stated that he will be sad as he thinks about how he will no longer be coming here anymore. Yeah. That's, Imamura joined Nintendo in 1989 and began as a graphic designer on the original F-Zero and Star Fox games for Super Nintendo. He then served as an art director on The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask and Star Fox 64. Imamura designed the characters... Captain Falcon from F-Zero, Fox McCloud from Star Fox, and Tingle from the Legend of Zelda series. Ugh, Tingle. We don't talk about Tingle. But you know, that's so... Tingle fucking scares me. If you say so. But you know what, that's... It's creepy! Okay, enough about fucking Tingle! But it's so sad because the thing is, is that um, for most people who don't know, in Japanese society... Um, you know, unlike here in America, where it's it's pretty um, it's common for a person to jump from job to job to job. Yeah, it's super uncommon in Japan. Yeah, like once you work at a company, you're that's it. You're, you're you're there. You're there. Yeah. For, so for him to be in Nintendo since 1980 on my birthday. Yeah. The year of my birth, he was there, man. God. I can't imagine. I can't imagine doing that. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, all right. 
So the two girls in Evangelion, Ray and us and Asuka, are getting a new figure. And they're a little Okay. And they're a little intimate. Are you really surprised? I mean, they're not like It's nothing too bad, but Again, but are you really surprised that there's a figure out like that out there? Here, I'll show you. I I sent it to your um uh to um to Messenger on on All Facebook right. Messenger. That's not that bad. Again, are you really surprised? No, they're but not intimate. I mean, they're close. They're a little too close. It's a female thing. Okay, so if I was that close with my friends who are girls, you uh, would think it's a lesbian thing, but obviously it's not. No, I wouldn't think it's a, a, a full-out lesbian thing. I would just say that, oh, you're very close with your friends. That, I think that's what it is. It's, it's but, like, but, oh, but, but, Ray, but Ray and Asuka have never been friends. Then I don't... I never saw the series. Well, I saw, like, clips of it. But, yeah. That's not, that, that's not bad. That's just, okay, cool. They have a figurine of them. Guess how much it costs. $500. Forty-one thousand eight hundred yen, which is approximately four hundred and two dollars. I was close. No, you weren't. I said five hundred. I was close enough. I'm shaking my head. Hey, hey, I was close. Give me credit. And finally, game designer Hideki Kamiya of Platinum Games spoke about the upcoming Bayonetta three game. As well as unannounced titles. Kamaya stated that he cannot say too much, but hopes to make an announcement this year. Bayonetta 3, of course, is scheduled, is in development exclusively for the Nintendo Switch console. Because of um, me being in, in quarantine mode, I'm pretty much... You're pretty, going crazy. I've pretty much been replaying the Bayonetta games. Just like I'm replaying the first one, like I'm. I've, we need to review them. I already beat both of them. I know we need to review them at some point in the near future. Um, yeah. Right now, I'm just pretty much just playing it with the volume down and me listening to a podcast. Yeah. So yeah, but again, I'm enjoying myself. Okay, anything else you want to say before we take a quick break and head on over? Uh, nope, that's about it. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and when we'll be back, we're going to be talking about Season 2 of The Mandalorian. You're listening to the Woodsman Podcast. This is the way.
Welcome back. And on this segment, on our first segment, we're going to be talking about season two of The Mandalorian. So the first episode came out on uh, the 30th of October um, last year in 2020 and concluded on on uh, December 18th. So it's uh it's eight episodes. It's fairly um I mean the series was really good. So the whole so in this series we left off with the Mandalorian um Din Djarin, um being tasked to uh to giving the child baby Yoda back to his kind. In doing so, he he suggests searching for other Mandalorians who might have seen a Jedi at some point in their lives. So first, he takes the child over to... Um, he talks to this uh, one dealer, this one uh, alien in this other world at a fight... And uh, manages to get some information out of him before, you know, after having to beat beat him up and beat up several of his guards to get the information before finding out that there's a Mandalorian in, in Tatooine. So, uh, so Din Djarin heads on over to uh, Tatooine where he, where we meet up with a very familiar dock worker. And he heads on over to um, to a town called Mos Pelgo, where he finds out that the that the marshal of Mos Pelgo is wearing Mandalorian armor, but not just any Mandalorian armor. We soon find find out that he is wearing Boba Fett's Mandalorian armor. And uh, before, and as Din Djarin is asking Cobb Vanth, the marshal, to uh, relinquish the armor to uh, to Din Djarin, some shit happens. Um, they have to defeat a great dragon, and Cobb Vanth says, "Oh, if you help me defeat the great dragon, I'll give you, I'll give you the armor." So Din Djarin manages to recruit some help in the form of uh, the Sand People, Tusken Raiders. And it was a little uncooperative at first, but they managed to kill the Great Dragon. They There's been a, a, a sort of a peace treaty has been signed between the town of Mels Pelgo and the Tusken Raiders and Cobb Vamp relinquishes the Mandalorian armor to Jin, to Din Djarin as Din Djarin uh, leaves and heads back to his ship, not knowing that he is being watched by by a Django Fett clone. We don't know we exact we don't know who it is exactly until a couple episodes later. But I really like this first episode because again it it I liked how it humanizes 
the Tuscan Raiders, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, that's the thing. In Star Wars Episode 2, was it? Was it 2? Yeah, it was 2. Where, and if you remember Anakin slaughtering them, yeah, he made it sound like they were humans because he slaughtered not only, you know, the men, but women and children as well, too. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, like if you... you if you only know what? about the Tuscan Raiders just from the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy, they they they're made out to be like these mindless monsters. Not when you watched episode two where he said that, then it's like, oh shit, he just killed maybe a bunch of innocent people because it gives you a glimpse as well to that they're possibly not that bad. Especially when, if you remember the episode in. Um, in the last season, where where uh, where the Mandalorian is in Tatooine, and he tells this guy like the Tusken Raiders believe they're the locals of the planet, and that everyone else is trespassing. You start to go, you know what? That makes that makes a little bit of sense. I mean, you're on their territory in a way. Yeah. I mean, would you be pissed too? Someone basically came and possibly, you know. Went onto your yard or some shit like that? The thing is, is that uh, human history is has a lot of that going around. The white yeah. man stealing the land from the Native Americans. Well, yeah, but think about it like this. If you see some guy on your property, are you going to allow him just to be there? No, if I have a gun, I'm going to shoot him off my property. There you go. Tusken Raiders. So we head on over to the next episode where he is tasked with taking this frog woman to her uh, to go meet her husband. But along the way, he um, because it turns out that the frog woman's husband might know some Mandalorians. So he so he takes the frog woman over to, to her husband. Unfortunately, though, he gets caught up in uh, two New Republic X-Wing fighters who notice that that the uh, Razor, that he shipped the Razor Crest may have been near a prisoner transport in the last uh, in the last episode, which in the last series, which did happen. So he tries to escape. Some shit happens. His shit, his ship is damaged. He he's in he's in this ice world, and he almost gets killed by a bunch of bug alien creatures before being saved by the very new Republic X-wing fighters he was trying to escape from. And they noticed that even though what he did was technically a crime, they did notice that he um, did the right thing, trying to put his life on the line for the corrections officer. And here's the thing, though. If you remember in that episode, a lot of people got angry at Baby Yoda for eating the eggs of the frog lady. Yeah, but you got to remember, though, Yoda's... I don't know what Yoda's species is, but I'm pretty sure they're meat eaters. Oh, no. I mean, this baby is eating everything that he sees. I mean, do you blame the kid for eating everything? That's what kids do. They 
they eat things. But considering that the uh, that the eggs were like the last of this frog person's species, yeah, a lot of people are uncomfortable with the idea that Baby Yoda may have committed genocide by eating. It's, it's like okay, we and human year. Okay, we know a human year. She's like forty something years old, but. How does that regulate in their in their time, like in their years? Is he still like an actual baby, or he's like a toddler? Because you gotta remember, he probably doesn't know what he's doing. Still, a lot of people are so angry. Well, are you gonna be angry at a child that's basically eating random things? No, no, I'm not. There you go. Then I'm not angry about it. Of course, it, it's kind of funny to picture him actually committing genocide. I know it's you are. Funny. Okay, so he finally takes the uh, the frog lady over to meet her husband, and uh, some shit happens. Then Jaren seems like he's about to be killed by this alien species that wants his armor. But before that, he gets rescued by a bunch of Mandalorians, and uh, he gets rescued and is visibly shocked. When they open, when they um, take off their helmets and reveal their faces to him. And then one of the Mandalorians, Bo-Katan, told him that he's actually part of an extremist group of Mandalorians. Which, for anyone that remembered the last podcast I did talking about the Mandalorian about a year ago... I predicted that was the case, remember? Yeah. That, oh, maybe he's part of some, almost like a religious cult-like group of Mandalorians to where he can't remove his helmet. Yeah, and it's true, he is. Yeah, I predicted it. I think we all predicted that shit. And it was, and it was uh, interesting that Bo-Katan was there. Uh, played by Katie Sackoff, who played... Okay, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, Paul Katan is a major character in in Star Wars The Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels. She's also played by Katie Sackoff, voiced by Katie Sackoff in uh, Clone Wars and Rebels. So, I'm pretty sure you were like going, who the hell is this person? Pretty much, because I never saw Star Wars uh, Rebels. But I he, never even saw the Clone Wars series. Yeah. The only thing that I've seen is movie. Is the movies and read some of the books. That's about it. But I haven't, you know, went out of my way, went to the series and shit like that, even though I possibly showed up. Yeah, because if you watch the series and, um, yeah, you know who that person, like, that person didn't shock me. Usually they're going, oh, okay. Dante's here, like, going, oh, okay, I know that, who that is. And I'm here just going, am I missing something? On the last episode of Star Wars Rebels that she was in, she was given the Darksaber. That's why when Moff Gideon shows up with the Darksaber in, um, in the last season of The Mandalorian, it's like, oh, my God, how the hell did he take that? How the hell did he got that weapon from Bo-Katan? Yeah. He stole it from Bo-Katan. 
That's one way to do it. So Bo-Katan is looking for Moff Gideon. So, so uh, Din Djarin helps out the other Mandalorians in exchange for the information to to the Jedi's on stealing a uh, a cruiser and all their weapons from the uh, remnants of the Empire. Afterwards, they they tell uh, Bo-Katan tells him to meet up with a uh, to go to a planet. To where the Jedi Osoko Tano is there. And again, I know you never seen it. But those of us in the know, Osoko Tano was, was a Jedi trained by Anakin, Anakin. Scott. I already know who she is because I have seen at least part of of uh, the Clone Wars stuff. So trust me, I already knew I already knew who you know who she was. I just didn't know what the fuck happened to her after Anakin turned evil. Well, here's what happened. Uh, she was accused of a crime. She was expelled from the Jedi Order. Just because she followed under uh, Anakin? No, 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 no. Just that the um, she was framed for a crime that she didn't commit. Ah. And the Jedi Order was pressured. By the uh, by, the Republic to expel her so that she could be tried under a military tribunal. Anakin worked hard to uncover the truth, and when he did, Osaka Tano's was revealed to be innocent, and she was given an opportunity to return to the Jedi Order, but she refused. And I don't blame her. The Jedi Order pretty much turned their back on her. Yeah. So she left. Like, in fact, she tried going on her own for a little bit. But eventually she joined up with with, uh, Bo-Katan and helped during the Mandalorian Civil War. In fact, she even fought and captured Darth Maul. Yeah. But then... You know, Order 66 happened. The clone troopers, you know, because it's revealed that in Star Wars Clone Wars, it's revealed that the, 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 the clone troopers have a chip in their head. Yeah. That when activated, they have no choice but to follow the command. Osaka Tano managed to... Um, to save one of the uh, clone troopers, a trooper named Rex. Yeah. She freed him from his commands. And uh, they both managed to crash their trans their ship, but she and Rex managed to survive. So that's what happened. So eventually, uh, the Mandalorian, because he finds out that... Uh, because his ship is a piece of shit, returns back to Novaro, where, where we get two recurring returning characters. Uh, the character played by Carl Carl Weathers, and uh, Carl Dune. Uh, ask him to help him clear out a uh, an Empire outpost. It's there that we get a rather disturbing imagery. 
and then Jordan finds out that the um, the Moff Gideon is alive. So when I say disturbing imagery, it looks it looks to me, and I don't know if it looks to you, Marissa. It kind of looks like the the Empire was creating clones, and not just any kind of clone. It looks like they were creating Snoke. Yeah. That's what I would think about at the same time, though. Again, we don't know what's going on yet. We don't know, but we know. <laughs> we don't know, but yet we know. I like to keep my options open and going, going no, it's not going that route. I want to stick to that. But at the same time, though, again, I, I'm not going to be surprised if they do it, but I, I like to at least have, like, maybe they're going to do something different. So that's when uh, Din Djarin finds out also that Moff Gideon is still alive. Dun dun dun. Yeah. So he uh, he heads on over to the planet to locate the missing Jedi. But unbeknownst to him, a tracker has been placed on his ship by a spy working at Novaro, working at the behest of Moff Gideon. So in the next chapter, uh, we find the planet where uh, where Ahsoka Tano is trying to stop a uh, ruthless magistrate and trying to get information from from her. Then Jaren shows up, and uh, we finally and meets up with Ahsoka Tano. And Osaka finally meets the child, and we finally get a name with the child, Grogu. It sounds like a disease or a sickness. It sounds more like a sickness. Yeah. So no more baby. Even though, even though, um, even though the creators of of, Man- of the Mandalorian said you could still keep using Baby Yoda. Baby his, Yoda. His official name is now Grogu. But people are still using Baby Yoda over the internet, though. Oh, I'm sure. So she refuses to train Grogu on the basis that, he, that um, she senses much fear in him. And quite possibly because she doesn't want Grogu to follow the same path as her master. Because in Star Wars Rebels, she finds out that Anakin is Darth Vader. Yeah. No, really? I just thought Anakin was going to be, you know, that one side side villain. Okay, we, the audience, know that. But she, the character, doesn't. She didn't know until, until that confrontation in Star Wars Rebels. Yeah. So, Din Djarin helps, helps her out. She manages to fight the magistrate. But it's interesting because during the fight, she's asking her, where is Grand Admiral Thrawn? Yeah. And again, you're I, probably going... I don't know. I don't know what the hell is going on besides the fact Mandalorian has a great story of some kind. But each time they mention a character, I'm like going, who the fuck is this character? And then I'm having Dante over here explain to me that either the characters are from Rebel or the clone stuff. And I'm here going... He's actually he's actually uh, from Rebels. Yeah, and I'm here going, oh god. 
I don't know anything. What the hell? It's this guy. I don't know who that is. That's Grand Admiral Thrawn. And I'm he's actually... I'm curious how they're going to make him look in the actual series, in The Mandalorian. Well, actually, here's something interesting about that. The One of the biggest rumors... Yeah. ...is that Robert Downey Jr. is going to play Grand Admiral Thrawn. Holy shit. Again, that's a rumor. That's all I have to say. Holy shit. But again, that's the rumor. That the, we don't know yet. That, don't, it could be, could not be. But yeah, no, like Grand Admiral Thrawn was one of the um, the top the top guys in the Empire. Like, like he was a threat for sure. And the only reason we don't see him in in the original trilogy was because we don't know what happened to him. He was he he, he was defeated by um by Ezra Bridger, the Jedi that's the, the Jedi Padawan in Star Wars Rebels. So that's what happened to him. But, um, anywho, so she, so we don't know. Like I said, we don't know what happened to, uh, to Thrawn. Well, we don't know any information yet. So, so Sakotano refuses to train Grogu, but tells him of a location on another planet to put him on the seeing stone. And hopefully a Jedi will pick him up, will sense him and, and, and go to him, right? Okay. So Din Djarin does, but we see a very familiar ship touch down. And uh, Din Djarin meets, the, uh, meets a clone and we finally find out that it's, it's Boba Fett. Who wants his armor back? I gotta say, I do like how they made Boba Fett in the series. Oh no, no, no! Yeah, we'll get more to that. And not only that, but the assassin that was killed in the last series in Tatooine, Fennec, returns helping, helping out Boba Fett. But before anything else can happen, uh, a platoon of troop stormtroopers arrive, causing havoc. So both Fennec and uh, Boba Fett fight off against the stormtroopers, and even to the point where Boba Fett dons his armor and really fights off against the stormtroopers. And holy shit! Listen, if you've only seen the original trilogy, Boba Fett seems like a total pushover. Yeah, which I didn't like because uh, there's books and there's comics of like Boba Fett standalone Accord Journeys where he's a fucking badass. He takes out a bunch of monsters and starts killing things. Like, which I think is like, how come we don't get? How, how come we never got that Boba Fett? I was wondering. But but yeah, like I I know that even in one of the comic books, he is fighting. He even fights off against Luke Skywalker, and he and he and almost even gets yeah. the upper hand on him. Exactly, which is like, 
Holy shit, he can go against a Jedi. But but again, if you only knew Boba Fett as as he was in the, in the original trilogy, he seems like a total pushover. But yeah. holy shit, this was a badass. Exactly. I'm glad for the Mandalorian season two, they made Boba Fett how he is, like in the comics, like a total badass. As soon as I saw him taking out some of those troopers, oh my going. Well, not only. Well, not, I want a standalone series of Boba Fett now. Well, not only that, but Boba Fett, he's played by, uh, by Tamara Morrison, who plays Django Fett and Boba Fett. In the prequel series, I believe. In the prequel. Well, he plays Django Fett in the prequel series. Yeah. And his face is the face that's on the clone troopers. He even voices the clone troopers. Nice. But before we get too excited, uh, Moff Gideon shows up with a light cruiser, destroys the Razor Crest, and uses um, the dark troopers to... To kidnap Grogu. And as. Uh, as Din Djarin Looks through the rebels. Uh, Boba shows him a chain coat. Of his armor. That shows that he is the rightful. Owner of the armor. Not only that but he also tells him. But uh, Din Djarin finds out. That Jango Fett was actually. Was actually a Mandalorian. Which. Retcons something that happened in Star Wars The Clone Wars. For nope. Because here's the thing. Um in Star Wars Legends, it was always, you know, it was always uh Django Fett was always a Mandalorian, and so was yeah. Boba Fett by extension, right? Right. That was Star Wars Legends. In continuity, it was kind of vague, as uh, in because there was an episode of of uh, Star Wars: The Clone Wars where um, where Obi Wan goes over to uh, to the planet Mandalore, and uh, he um, he goes over to the planet Mandalore, and the Mandalorian Prime Minister. Tells Obi Wan that Jango Fett was not a Mandalorian. Yeah. However, you got to remember that Mandalore at that time was trying to move away from its warrior mentality. Yeah. And trying to go through a transition of peace where their society was not warriors anymore. Yeah. So that might have something to do with that. Plus, as Din Djarin finds out that uh, the Jango Fett was a foundling, similar to, to Din Djarin. Also, you know who directed that episode? I don't know who directed that, you know, the episode. Robert Rodriguez. I did not know that. Yeah, if that name sounds... Familiar. That's because he's. It does. I just. I'm trying to figure out what movies he had directed because I think he directed other things as well too. Oh no, he has. Uh, for example, he directed Alita: Battle Angel. That's who I thought it was. That doesn't surprise me because 
Have you seen Alita Battle Angel yet? No, I haven't. I, I suggest you watch it. It's actually a really good movie. He also directed... I actually liked it. He also directed the Spy Kids films. He directed... I like the first film better. He directed Machete. He directed... I Machete, to be honest. He directed uh, Sin City. Sin City I have because I have the comics... I have the comic for that one. Well, not the, com- the graphic novel for it. And I like the movie. Yeah, he even directed the original from Dust Till Dawn. That's who I thought. I love du- from Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, that's a good just one. For one. Just for one reason only. Oh, God, one. George Clooney. Of course. No, that's a good movie, though. He's the only man who, he's the only man who still looks attractive when he's older. It's like he gets more handsome each time he ages. Yeah, no, that is a handsome bastard. Don't you wish, you know, the you know, the more that you age, the more handsome you get? How the fuck did that work? Good genetics. That is good genetics. I wish I could, you know, once I start getting older, I could look as handsome as as that man. So do I. Every woman who wants an older man. So do I. I'm 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 mentally I'm I'm I, I've mentally accepted the fact that I'm probably going to be bald in the next couple of years. Thanks You're to losing my, your hair already. Thanks to my family's shitty, shitty genetics. Well, is your father bald? Oh, he's going bald. I already told that's, my dad. To, yeah, we already confirmed it. That's why you're going bald, because it runs in the family. I told my dad to, to, to just just tap out to bald. He, he already has. My... My sister has shaved his head before. He has to have his head shaved. He looks better bald. But that's not because... Just stop trying to grow it because he's not going to be able to grow anything. All of that is gone. Yeah, like I said... He's done. He needs to tap out then. He's not going to get any more hair. Like my stepdad. My stepdad doesn't have any hair, but yet he still denies the fact that that he's not going bald. Yeah, baby, I'm sorry. I'm going to be bald. (laughs) Here, I just shave your head. I just shave off the rest of your hair then, and you can stay bald. Or or we can shave your head, and I can just buy you wigs. Oh, God. I buy you some man wigs. You want, me, they, you, they, you want me to wear a toupee? You're not wearing a toupee, but I can find something, though. We're going to have to get Louis a wig for his hair. You know, because I'm going to plan on shaving it all since he's going bald anyway. Get him some wigs. <gasps> Implants? Uh, did that really even work that no, well? No, I mean, no, it looks too. It looks I am too not. I am not getting. I'm not getting implants. Yeah, you're right. Cause that looks too fake. Like implants look too fake comparatively to a wig. You're better off with a wig. At least it looks more real. Oh, God. Well, wigs are real depending on how you buy them. Because most wigs are either made out of horse, uh, out of horse uh, hair, or they're just people that just donate their hair for wigs. I, I don't, I don't want to, oh, God, no. Are you okay? Here, how about people j- type down on Instagram or in a comment section down below <laughs> what kind of hair we should get? We're not, oh, God, no. Oh, God, no. Mo- moving on. 
I don't know if I'm ready for that. So, <laughs> so with the so with Grogu being taken, uh, Boba Fett uh, tells tells uh, Dinjarin that he'll help that will help uh, Dinjarin in the recovery of uh, of Grogu. So in the next episode, Gro uh, Dinjarin asks Cara Dune's help in getting uh, in springing. Uh, Uh, what's his name? Bill Burr's character, uh, Mayfield, the criminal that uh, that tried to double cross Din Djarin in the last uh, in the last series because he is ex because he's an ex uh, Empire sharpshooter. But in this episode, uh, again, one of the things I really like. Mandalorian in the Mandalorian is how they kind of humanize different characters. Bill Burr's character could have been a huge piece of shit. Yeah. And we thought he was. But as we find out through the episode, he he really struggles with himself about some of the things he has to do. And uh And yeah, so in and then um and then when they have to go to um in this episode they have to go to a um to an imperial base to uh, to find out the coordinates of Moff Gideon's light cruiser. Oh, of course and we get the shitty, you know, security system. The what? most shittiest security system that I have seen in history. Well not only that, but Mayfield comes in the Contact with um, Valen Hess, his old commanding officer. Yeah, and that's when Bill Burr's character reveals that uh, that a lot of his friends had died because of a decision that he made, and Valen Hess doesn't give a fuck. You you see it in his face. He just doesn't fucking care. He's like, oh. You know, a small sacrifice for the Empire. Like, he drank the Empire Kool-Aid. So the Empire's a cult now? Well, considering how its people react to it, what do you think? I don't know. I mean, do they have cookies involved? Along with the, you know, along with the nice cloak that I can wear. Oh my god, moving <laughs> on. Can we really talk about the shitty system that they have? Hey, 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 at least we got to see uh, the Mandalorian without his helmet. Yeah, we got to see it without the helmet, but can we explain why the fuck is the Empire security system for coordinates is that fucking stupidly broken? Where at, where? All it was was just reading your face. You're telling me the way that they read the face off of that? They couldn't tell, they couldn't, you know, identify, hey, this is not, you know, hey, this is someone that we don't recognize. Red alert. Something. You're telling me that's the only thing you got from it? I mean, not, oh my God, he revealed his face. He'll do anything for, for, for Grogu. Oh, we already knew he would. That's not the biggest thing. We already knew that. Season one, he had to go through hell and back just to get him. 
part of season two. He's already going through hell and back to get Go Grogu. But no, yeah, sure, we got to see his face. But at the same time, though, did we really did the Empire support be a threatening thing? You tell me that their security is just that fucking stupidly broken? Yes. That doesn't bother you at all. Uh, so after shooting that guy and uh, killing a bunch of Imperials, uh, even blowing up the base, they find the coordinates to uh, they find the coordinates to Moff Gideon's light cruiser. So, so, um, so then Jaren and uh, Boba Fett recruit. Um, Bo-Katan and her uh, and her friend Koska Reeves to um, to to help him um, to help him um, recover the child in exchange for um, for not only Moff Gideon's light cruiser. But for uh, Bo-Katan possibly uh, getting uh, Moff Gideon to surrender the Darksaber. And with Cara Dune's help, they infiltrate the light cruiser, uh, manage to kill everybody. And uh, the man and even did Jarin manages to, uh, to activate the airlock system to push all the... Uh, all the um, dark troopers out of the airlock defeats and captures Moff Gideon, which bothers Bo-Katan considering the fact that he's the one holding her dark saber. Yeah. To which I don't know why she's bothered by it since she the only reason she got the dark saber was because. It was given to, it was given it to her by Sabine Wren in Star Wars Rebels. So I don't know why, over a sudden, it's it's unacceptable for her to accept the dark saber from uh, from Din Djarin. However, before anything else can happen, the dark troopers show up and they uh, and they're about to enter the bridge. When an X-Wing shows up and a certain green lightsaber Jedi shows up and makes mincemeat out of the Dark Troopers. Up till now, the Dark Troopers seem like a natural threat. And the, uh, I know in comics, I'm not sure, I'm not sure, no, no. No, they didn't have dark drug troopers in uh in game. But I know in the books and comics they are like the worst thing possibly imaginable to Jedi's and everyone else in general in the Star Wars universe. And yet this Jedi shows up and is like, Hold my beer. And Exactly. Just... Well we know who the Jedi is with the green lightsaber. There's only one Jedi that has a green lightsaber. One Jedi. Well, there's several Jedi with a green lightsaber. Okay, fine, there's several, but we, we're we already expecting who this Jedi is. You know it. I know it. Dante's over here with, like, I keep predicting the damn thing. 
Yeah, and it's revi- and uh, the Jedi reveals himself to be Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker, who agrees to play by Mark I, Hamill. Well, he was they CGI Mark Hamill, but it's still Mark Hamill. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. I do like the fact that they use. I'm going to say a comic book and book version of Luke Skywalker because force crushing. He doesn't have that in the normal movies. He has that power in books and comic. This is this is Jedi Grand Master Luke, Luke Skywalker. What did you think of that scene the way he took that one trooper and fucking crushed it? Like it I love that whole scene. And you know what? And, and I'm not the only one. But a lot of people compared it to uh, to something that his father did. Yeah. Remember Darth Vader's whole scene in uh, in uh, Star Wars War- Rogue Squadron? Yeah. Where he has that whole hallway scene? Yeah. Yeah, Luke Skywalker got his own hallway scene, and it was badass. And almost also coming full circle... Luke agrees to train Grogu in yeah. the ways of the Jedi. Yeah, because uh, uh, fucking what's your name? I forgot. I'm blanking out her name. Couldn't do it because well, of the Ahs- fact she's Ahsoka Tano. Yeah, yeah, Ahsoka because of the fact she already saw that with Anakin. Luke is just there going, "I'll do it." And 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 I gotta tell you, I I teared up a little bit when I saw this, baby. I'm like, finally, but, but when, a Jedi who stepped up. But when, uh, I, I cried a little bit when I saw this, but when uh, Din Djarin, but when Din Djarin says goodbye to Grogu, yeah. he removes his helmet. I yeah, cr- because of the fact he's probably, which is also probably signifying he's probably dropping the ways of, you know, the, the occult Mandalorian, the, what I'm going to call it. Or the religious Mandalorian. It's probably signifying as well too that he's probably going to be taking... We're probably going to see him a lot more. Maybe in season 3 without his helmet. He's still going to have it on. But there's probably going to be like more scenes where he's actually taking it off. So Luke departs with Grogu. And that's pretty much the end. Until you see the the after credit scene. Where Boba Fett shows up in, um, in Jabba the Hutt's palace. Yeah. Kills everybody and takes over the throne. And now we're just like And now we're getting where a Where is this going? Oh, we're getting a Boba Fett series. The book of Boba Fett. Yes. I think I heard about that, but I just forgot, but yes, Boba Fett series. Okay, so I knew it was gonna be Luke Skywalker simply because that night I was at work. I was on Twitter. Yeah. And Luke Skywalker was trending on Twitter. So I was like, what the fuck's going on? And yeah, Twitter Twitter spoiled it for me. Twitter spoiled it for you. I'm just here watching the actual episode because I was staying offline because a lot of people were like were like trying to like hint it and probably doing the whole spoiling thing. And I'm here like going, Nope, I'm avoiding I am avoiding social media at all costs. But you know, Can I see the actual episode? But you know what? I'm surprised that they went the route of CGI of de-aging 
Mark Hamill's face because the thing was that I, I know a lot of people were expecting and hoping that they can recast Luke and have Sebastian Stan playing Luke Skywalker because yeah. Sebastian Stan had... He Luke. does look like a younger version of Mark Hamill. Yeah. Or like or like a middle-aged version, I guess. But yeah, I, I get what they're going for, but I'm here. I was a little bit disappointed because all it was was just a CG version of Mark Hamill. I'm like going... But it was still badass, though. It's, it's still badass, don't get me wrong. But I'm kind of, you know, disappointed as well, too, that they, it was just a CG. But now a lot of people are afraid of Grogu's final fate. Because the thing is, is that what if Grogu was one of the students at, at Luke Skywalker's Jedi Academy? Oh, yeah, where he went and like slaughtered the younglings. Where, uh, where Kylo Ren slaughtered oh. all of them. Like, no, it wasn't Kylo Ren. It was Anakin that, that slaughtered the younglings. What the? F no, I'm talking. About, I'm talking about, about the, when he was at the order. You're talking about what no, the no, 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 no. I was saying, a lot of people are saying that since what if Grogu was part of Luke Skywalker's Jedi Academy? Oh yeah, that's where Kylo Ren was at and everything. Yeah. And what if he was one of the students where Kylo? Because Kylo, we know Kylo Ren killed Luke's. Other students. Yeah. What if he also killed Grogu off screen? How is that going to make you feel? I think it's going to. I think a lot of people are going to hate Kylo Ren even more if that's what but actually happened. People already hated him when they first when he got first introduced in the Star Wars movies. I know. But anyway, how did you feel about this about this whole season? I I actually liked it. I actually like the fact, you know, that fucking the Mandalorian would go out and fucking, you know, try to get him. That was this was a good fucking series, and I honestly gotta yeah. say, I'll, I'll I'll be the first one to say it too. I mean, I know a lot of people have already said it, but Mandalorian season two was the only good thing that came out of twenty twenty. Yeah, you're right. It actually is. I will agree with that one. Because, good lord, 2020 was a shit fest. Yeah. What would you give this as a, as a rating? Five out of five. Reveal faces of the Mandalorian. I will also say that this gets five. I've spoken out of five. And and again, it's it's such a good series. I recommend people to watch it on, on Disney Plus if they haven't. Yeah, I do too. I highly recommend it. It's really, really good. Anything else you want to say before we move on to our uh, next segment? Uh, nope, not right now. Okay, I'm, I'm pretty much. I think I got everything off my, off you know, with the Mandalorian. Okay, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we'll be back. We're going to be talking about some anime. I'll be talking about Mosu Gundam narrative. And Marissa? Oh, I'll be talking about... Where's my, where's my shit? Uh, I'll be talking about The Master of Killing Time. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to The Woodsman Podcast.
記憶の層に隠れてしまう夢の色に憧れた君は強さよそった Welcome back, and in our final segment, we're gonna be talking some anime. As I'll be talking about Mobusu Gundam narrative, and I'm gonna be talking about the Master of Killing Time. But Miami, I know it does not have a story. So Mobusu Gundam narrative、uh, came out on. January 30th, 2018. And I actually saw it in the movie theater、um, the next year, 20,、uh, 2019. Yeah, before the whole world went to shit. Yeah, before the whole world went. But I actually did see it at a movie theater. It was like a Fandango special event. And they even, oh, yeah. And they even showed it at a.、Uh, and there was even a screening of it. At Anime Expo, although that cost them money, and I was like, you know what? I don't need to spend the money to rewatch this again. But yeah,、uh, the anime.、Uh, so, Momosukan narrative takes place in, in、uh, Universal Century. It actually takes place a year after the events of Gundam Unicorn. And it's actually an epilogue novel. Of Gundam Unicorn、uh, based on Mobusu Gundam UC、uh, Phoenix hunting. So, the home. So, so despite the existence and rights of new types being acknowledged in the original Universal Century Charter, the framework has. It hasn't. Done anything for the world, like it hasn't changed it as much as everyone thought it was going to change, which was exactly what I said was going to happen. So, in this series, we're introduced to, to, to three kids at first Jonah Basta, Jonah Basta Michelle Luo. And、uh, Rita Burnell, where they have predicted a colony drop before the start of the One Year War. And、um, so now, as an adult, we find out that Michelle Luo was adopted into the, into the Luo company 
which was a com- which was a uh, which is a company that was uh, that sided with the anti Earth Union group during the uh, the Grips War, and that she's actually a special advisor as Luong Company don't do anything without her approval. Like for like she pretends that she's a um, not a fortune teller. But uh you know, something to that to that kind of effect, you know? Yeah. So anyway. Uh in order to uh gain the power to uh to have eternal life, she concludes That she needs the uh, the Phoenix Gundam that has gone berserk during its initial trial period, and uh, and hasn't been captured ever since. And that um, and that she needs help from the uh, one of the miracle children, Jonah Basta, her friend. Because uh, the Gundam Phoenix has been piloted by the third miracle child, Rita Burnell. So Michelle sends him up to uh, up to outer space in the uh, narrative Gundam, which looks like uh, which because of its appearance, it's kind of given the nickname of uh, Scarecrow, and I'll show you why. So, uh, check this out. That's what the narrative Gundam looks like. Oh. Okay, then. However, unbeknownst to, um, to Jonah, the Gundam is equipped with the, uh, with the new type destroyer system. So, after dealing... So after failing to stop uh, the Phoenix Gundam, Jonah um, so so the Gundam um, again like he uh, they join forces with the uh, with the Earth Federation Task Force. Uh, sent out to capture the uh, the Gundam, and unbeknownst to them, a group of uh, Neo Zeon remnants are also trying to capture the Gundam. Some shit happens. Um, some new type bullshit starts to happen around them, and the. Uh, And that's when we find out that that Michelle had orchestrated what was going on because she feels as though that by learning how human beings can live outside of their bodies, they can start to learn how to how to uh, live forever, right? 
which doesn't exactly work out in her favor. Uh, she tried to do astral projecting at will? Not exactly, because the thing is, is that's the... Because the the biosensors in some of the Gundams, including um, the um, the psycho frames that was that was that's inside uh, some of the mobile suits in later yeah. Gundams, such as the Unicorn and uh, the Phoenix, have the ability to uh, to project human will. Um, yeah, they, they can project human will. Ah. Okay then. So she thinks very weird. So she thinks that by uh, yeah, like at some point we uh she even finds out that um we find out that it, okay, remember at the end of Gundam Unicorn <coughs> the General Revel had sent a bunch of mobile suits to try and capture the unicorn and the banshee? Yeah. So the unicorn sent out what looks to be like this new type wave at them, like this concentrated form of new type wave at at those mobile suits, causing their generators to stop, right? Right. In this movie, we find out that, that the generators, that I'm part closer inspection, the generators were actually disassembled. As though they were, as though it never, it, it was never put back together. In other words, the unicorn had the ability to turn back the time. Okay. So that's what Michelle was trying to do. However, uh, one of the uh, bad guys in the movie named Zoltan Akinen is a uh, failed cyber new type who was unable to become uh, as the second coming of Shar Asnable. And because of that, his whole thing was, okay, since, I, since I'm a failure, I'm just going to blow up the entire world. So, you're saying... Since I am a furrier in general here, I should take my anger out and blow up a world? I mean, there's a first for everything. Hey, hey, Lewis. Yeah? You want to come with me and destroy all humans? Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, sexy mama. Want to come and destroy all, you know, destroy all humans? I swear I'm not Bender. You swear. <laughs> anyway, so Jonah, also with some help from Michelle, tries and uh, stops Zoltan from uh, from igniting the uh, the helium up in outer space that would cause a chain reaction that would inevitably kill a lot of people. In fact, according to uh, to some to our uh, prediction models in the in the in the movie, what he would have done would have been worse than the, than all the colony drops that has been done on Earth. Even worse, 
And let me remind you a little bit of colony drops. It destroyed Australia. It destroyed Ireland. I think it wrecked North America. And... And you don't see a problem here of some kind? And if... And if what this guy was about to do was was going to be worse than those colony drops, yeah. What could be worse than those colony drops? Exactly. I mean, besides, you know, him destroying the whole entire countries and states, basically the world. So Jonah goes out to help him, and we also find out that there was a... Uh, Another, another group uh, led by Zinnerman, the uh, the uh, one of the main characters from from UC, who sends off um, Bonasher Lynx to go deal with it in his uh, in his Gundam, the uh, Silver Bullet Suppressor. So again, some shit happens. Uh, Jonah's Gundam gets destroyed, but he manages to um, to get inside and pilot the Gundam narrative. We also find out that Rita has been dead since this whole time. So you're probably thinking, well, if she's dead, then who the hell is piloting the Gundam Phoenix? Her spirit. Pretty much. How did I fucking know? No, Louis, I did not watch this Gundam movie. How did you know? I kind of just put I kind of just put two and two together. Yeah, where's your spirit or someone or she had a clone of herself and the clone is actually you know piloting it. And with the help of uh, of Bonager, um, Jonah manages to stop stop the guy. Right, kill him, kill Zoltan. And with the power of the Gundam, they managed to erase the implosion from time. And as uh, Jonah is being led out of the Gundam, the Gundam starts to leave again, the, the Phoenix. And he talks to uh, Banasher in the Silver Suppressor and tells him that yeah, you may not be able to capture to capture that Gundam today, but there's always someday. And that's the end of the and that's the end of the movie. It's pretty short. It's only like an hour and a half. Yeah. And here's the thing: if you like Gundam Unicorn, you're gonna like this movie. You're gonna like this movie. If you never seen Gundam Unicorn. And you watch this movie, it's gonna. You're not gonna understand it. You're not gonna understand it. And I do love some of the Gundam designs. For example, I do like the Gundam narrative. This is the Gundam that I like. I liked it a lot to the point that I even I have a gunpla of him. Is it fully? Is it put together properly, or did you just bullshit it and made it the way that you could? No, it's actually put together really well, and I really am excited about how it looks. Okay. And um, 
So this is what the uh, the Phoenix Gundam looks like. And uh, the thing is, is that it's supposed to look like a Phoenix. See? Yeah. You had the white lion, uh, the white unicorn, black lion, and the gold Phoenix. It was a theme. Yeah. And that too is a gunpla that I got too, and it's up in my shelf as well. The only gun I didn't like was Menager's new silver suppressor. This guy. The only reason I didn't like was the, the fact that, okay, it's it's able to use um, the Gundam Unicorn's um, B-Magnum. Yeah. But the thing is, is that uh, every time it uses the B-Magnum, the uh, arm gets destroyed. Yeah. So this Gundam has a weird gimmick. Here, let me show you. Here's here's uh what the gunpla is, right? Right. See these? Yeah. Those are replacement arms. So hold up. So let me get this straight. You're telling me in order for this thing to fight, it has to lose its arms and then replace them during battle? Yes. Who the fuck came up with something like that? I have no idea. Yeah, see, like this is the this is the B Magnum, and once the B Magnum fires, its yeah, arm. Yeah, it had to be replaced again. Yeah, see, it, it even shows you how it gets replaced. Like there's like a little, like an arm replacement system in the back. Yeah, it comes with like four replacement arms. Was someone high when they made that? And it's like okay, even if okay. In the logic of anime, who in the world would pilot a would create a Gundam that is not able to use a weapon and has to have its arm replaced every now and again? I I I don't know. Someone who just thought it was a good idea. I don't know who. Exactly who, but. As I said before, this is a really good series, and I really did enjoy it. Sorry. And um, it's a really good movie, and I really do enjoy it, and I do recommend people watching it. Um, I'll give this one four new, new type bullshit out of five. And, uh, yeah, it's not available to stream, unfortunately, but you can get it on DVD and Blu-ray. Now, here's where Marissa's going to be like, Louis, you're an idiot. Am I really? Louis, don't, don't, don't make me be that person now. How are you going to be an idiot now? Because I bought this. Oh, God. Oh, oh God. How much? In 2019. Okay. Not that bad. It was like this limited edition. Oh my god! It was a hundred bucks. What in the fuck is wrong with you? 
And I know you're laughing at me right now because you know my reaction. And how much was it when it was on Rice Stuff or whatever website you go into for your Gundam shit? No, it was a hundred bucks. I bought it off Rice Stuff at a hundred bucks. That was the international. Okay, fine. Then how much was it later on on Amazon? So Rice Stuff later on released a a full version of this movie. For how much? And you can get it on Blu-ray for. Less than 50 bucks. What is wrong with you? I enjoyed it. And that's all that matters. You enjoyed it, so you bought a movie for 100 bucks where you could have waited... And got it for less than 60. I didn't think they were going to do this kind of release. I tell you that all the damn time. It was a Japanese import. Still, you know that gun is being re-released over here in America. I've been telling you that you don't have to waste money. But I did. I have to be the one to manage your money, huh? I mean... I'll, I'll take good care of it. No, I'll, you're not. You're go I'm going to get something from the mail with your name on it. And, and I know most should come with a receipt inside the box. And I'm going to have to look at that receipt. And then I'm going to have to have to wonder, why the fuck did you spend this much money on this item? And I watched me find it, find it somewhere cheaper, and you're looking like an idiot. I mean, I hope that's not the case. What happens if it is the case? Then what are you going to do? I don't know. <sighs> Alright, your, your turn. Okay, so I decided to review an anime that has no plot whatsoever called The Master of Killing Time. Uh, it's about this girl named Rumi who wants to focus nothing on her schoolwork, but she has that one classmate that sits next to her at, by the name of Seki, who basically is a distraction to her schoolwork. Okay, you wonder how the hell is she a distraction? How the hell is this student a distraction? He makes random shit out of anything school-related items. He is that he is that that classmate that you see next to you that is playing with something one way or another. We all have those classmates. I'm going to assume. So your first episode is called Dominoes. Uh. Rumi is trying to is trying to do her ink I guess I guess I'm going to assume it was English is in her English class. Uh Seki over over there who sits right next to her, of course, decides to bring dominoes to school. And sets up the dominoes to the point he makes them in like in a weird design. And I'm wondering how big his desk is because he made all of the dominoes, of course, stand up. But at the very end, makes a semi 
semi-fireworks show, but it doesn't go off because he's in class and he knows better. And <laughs> this is her. How is it that there's no fireworks? And then you find out that they don't thinking it, they thinking of the fireworks show inside his head. But every episode is different with him doing, I guess, show show. Okay, I guess which is the Japanese checkers or chess. I'm not sure. Shogi, where he taking was making the, the shogis into like an actual war, like into an actual like samurai film. There's one where uh, another episode he polishing his whole desk to where he can see his own reflection. And here's the kicker. Each time the teacher catches them, he's always blaming the girl. Because the boy, because Seki, the boy, he, act, he, he always takes everything off his desk and makes sure, you know, and acts like it's basically he's not doing anything and it's all her fault. There's not really much talking in from the actual, from the actual boy character is all inside the girl's thoughts. What is this man doing today? Like, there is one other... My There's like a whole bunch of different episodes of him doing weird things in swim class to him going on a, on a field trip and him trying to, you know, get rid of some D&D freaking things that he had as a child because he had this whole setup up in the mountain where the class went hiking and he set up like traps. He set up like little hints and everything. People are laughing at him, making fun of it. And he's trying to get rid of it all because he finds it embarrassing now. My favorite episode. You're going to find this one funny. Uh, so there's a, uh, there's a disaster drill. Yeah, you should know how that is. Everyone is getting lined up and going out to the actual courtyard. He recreates the the drill with with Gundam, with the model Gundam. He has a whole family, like a father, a mother, and then there's like a baby Gundam as well too. And they're doing the exact same thing that you know that he is supposed to be doing, to where they're also sitting outside by themselves. And they actually have a theme song for the actual Gundams. For the Gundam family. It is that kind of anime. Nice. What do you mean nice? You tell me that you give your Gundam, if you could, if you did have like the model one, you put little backpacks on them and make them recreate like an actual drill. <laughs> hey, I wish I was... Um... I was uh, talented enough to create, like, dioramas of, like, the buildings and all that shit. Oh, my God. Really? But no, I don't. Oh, I haven't just displayed up in my shelf. That one was my favorite episode so far, because I picture that would probably be you if you're in high school still. Just bring over, like, like, random Gundams and do weird things with them. Another episode. Well, what? What? Here's yes. the thing. I've never. I. I was never that type of student. You know the type of student that just did random shit with your desk. No, I was. Uh, I. I hate to say it. Oh God, but, you were uh, a norm. But uh, I was a good boy. You were a norm. I. I. I sat in my little desk, not making a noise. Did oh my, my work God. and read my book. 
what is wrong with you? And then my other favorite episode was the last episode, which is episode 21. There's a, it's a 21 episode of just random shit. Sometimes the episode repeats themselves, but as in a different scenario. Like, there's a repeat of the Shogi one again, but this time in the dark, where they're watching, where they're supposed to be watching a film. And, but the only difference is the one, the Shogi pieces actually has a child as a hostage. The first Shogi one was basically two love, two kingdoms are fighting over each other because the because the daughter ran off with one of the knights and they didn't like them. So, yeah, that's about it. Another one that I like with personal belonging inspection, where, of course, they're having inspection. They're not supposed to have like, like, a, like, like toys, anything that can distract you. And he is, my character is trying so hard, not because he still has the robots and a bunch of other things, and he tries so hard to figure out where to put the map because they also expect your backpacks as well too. Right. And she's over there laughing. Freaking Rumi over there is laughing like, oh, God, he's going to get caught and suddenly I'm not going to be the best student anymore. But it all failed because he still doesn't get caught. He taped them up underneath the desk. I'm like, oh, Jesus. What am I watching? It's just random things happening. There was also some OVAs as well, two of it. How many, ab- it, How many episodes is it? Oh, it's a 21 episode uh, anime. Oh, nice. But there's an also, but there's also an OVA as well too, where basically, uh, it's just him and her talking. Of course, well, her talking, him just ignoring her and doing some shit with some pencils. Right. My that those are like my favorite ones, the ones with the Gundams and then the personal belonging. Uh. The pool, the RC in the pool episode was kind of okay, but it wasn't as funny as the others. The note passing one was funny. Uh, she was trying to pass a note to your friends. He's over here making a mailbox in behind the class, so that way people could, you know, could put the notes in, and he's like a postman. Ah, uh, okay. And I'm here going... Where the hell does he get all the materials to do this shit? Because he actually made an actual mailbox and stuck in the back of the class. And I'm here going, how is it that the teachers, how is it that the teacher does not notice this? I don't know what to tell you. That's, that's basically like the whole anime. And my whole thing is, are these people, are these two going to get together at the end? No, they don't get together at the end. She just finds him very weird and annoying. And he's over here oblivious to how she feels about him. Is that the end of the series? It's the end of the series. It's, it's basically nothing. Each episode is different. There's no there's no story to it. It's just one of those anime to where it's kind of like my it's kind of like the anime my un, unordinary life. I might just random bullshit. I might I might uh, I might watch that in fact. Uh, oh, my, I, I, I no, 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 like no, 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 the uh, uh, Master of Killing Time. The Master of Killing Time. You should watch it. It's kind of like that, just random bullshit, and it's actually very funny. There's a lot of scenes that made me laugh in it. Uh, where can I stream it? Uh, you can stream this one on Crunchyroll, which is how I found it. Okay. And then I have my own anime website, of course, that I have for the OVA stuff, because the OVAs are not on Crunchyroll. Okay, okay. No problem. 
So yeah, I had to go on a different website because I'm like, because I'm looking at the anime list, which is how I've been watching animes, and I'm going, oh, there was an OVA which never came out on Crunchyroll. I don't know why. But yeah, it's a 21 episode. I highly, I highly recommend it. It's just one of those things where you're looking at every episode and you're just there going, why does this keep happening? Okay, anything else you want to mention before we uh, wrap this up? I give this anime four out of five. Little Gundam Family out of five. That's the one that killed you, didn't it? That was the one that killed me with the Gundam Family. I'm going, oh, Jesus, this would be something, something you would do if you had Gundam back in high school. Uh, even if I did, I, they're either gun, they're either Gundam or Transformers. I don't know, but I call them Gundam because that's the only thing I could think that would be like in Japan. It's Gundam, right? Okay, well, I mean, trans- you do know the Transformers is Japanese, right? That too, but they look more like Gundam. Okay. All right. Anything else you want to mention before we wrap things up? Uh, nope. That's about it. All right, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter, uh, Marissa Marshall Romace. Uh, on Twitter, you can find me on Anime Velvet. Anime Velvet is a group as well, too. Uh, you can find me at Sketchy's uh, Anime and Manga Pop Culture on Facebook and my Instagram, which is Rufa Marshall Romay. And you can find me at uh, Twitter at DracoGodDaTwitter.com. Next episode... James Bond... We're going to be talking about the very first Bond films. We're going to be talking about the Sean Connery Bond films. And George Lassenby, since it's only one fucking movie. (laughs) Since he only (laughs) appeared in one movie. But yeah. Are you ready to have your martini shaken, not stirred? Oh my god, really? Yeah, so we're going to be talking about the granddaddy of all Bond films. And in fact, the granddaddy of all spy films in general. Yeah. Yeah. The Sean Connery Bond films. So we're going to be talking about all all his films, including the the remake of Thunderball, Never Say Never. I mean, do I have to watch that one? No, it's a remake. You don't have to. Oh, okay. Like I said. But, yeah, it should be interesting talking about the series, nevertheless. All right. Thank you all for listening. I hope to do this again real soon. Laters. Laters.